The text for this day is going to be that reading from John chapter 10, or sorry, 11, that was read earlier. Grace, peace, and mercy to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, as I start out, I'm going to say that this is a talk about this story. But when I say the word story, that does not mean that it is something that didn't happen. That I drove from Ochidan to here today is a story. Not a very exciting one, and all, not much to tell, other than I was on a bunch of pavement. But it really happened. So a story does not mean it's fiction. The story that happens, that is recorded in John 11, is something that truly happened. Jesus truly walked this earth. And the evidence that he rose from the dead is significant. So Jesus was out teaching and preaching as what he had done much of his life, was what his ministry was. When somebody came to him and told him him that his friend Lazarus was dead. Lazarus was a good man. But in all intents and purposes, he was a good person. He, spent, he made sure to house Jesus and his disciples on numerous occasions. Gave them food and, and made sure that they had a place to stay. Extremely receptive of his ministry. Receptive of those who came to teach. But when Jesus was told about Lazarus being sick, Jesus didn't go right away. He didn't go and attend to Lazarus immediately. He continued teaching for a little while. And then, eventually came that time he said that he was going to go wake up Lazarus who was sleeping. His disciples didn't understand that he meant he was going to go raise Lazarus from the dead. But, and so he had to make that clear, and he made that journey. And as he got close, his, the sisters of Lazarus came up to him and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Jesus does not make excuses. He doesn't say, well, this is why I wasn't here. Although from the text, you get to learn very quickly why he didn't come right away. But all he says is, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me shall not die, but have eternal life. He didn't tell them why. He only told them who he was. And so he, he told, the, told them to remove the tomb, the stone from the tomb. Before that is the shortest sentence in all, in all the English language. Granted, it's technically from, coming from Greek. But their shortest sentence, do you know what it is? Jesus wept. So by the way, yes, it's okay to cry. If anybody thinks they're too manly to cry... It's okay, Jesus did, Jesus cried, and he's as manly as you get. 
In fact, it's very helpful to cry. But Jesus wept, and why he cried is, a mis- is kind of, a, of de- up to debate. But the belief of one particular person, C.S. Lewis, was that Jesus wept because he knew he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead. Because he knew where Lazar- that Lazarus had escaped the tribulation, the trials of this world, the tribulations that Revelation talks about. We always think, when's the great tribulation coming? When is it going to be? Look at where, what happened this week. Jose is there. He should be in class right. He should be, well, not now. He would have been in the morning. But he should have been in class this morning. He should be working right now. And he wasn't the only, there were other people that died that night, as we know. This is the great tribulation. We're in denial if we don't realize that. Today, it's right in front of our faces, and it's in the very hearts and minds of everyone that's here. You know, I've, many of you I've met visiting the school. On Friday, Friday morning, afternoon, that was a very unique feeling going into that school. Felt like I was awake. Rather than, still complained about the food, but, sorry, you don't get great food even when you're mourning. But, who knows, maybe it's to get you to mourn about the food. But, <laughs> but nonetheless, that's the grief striking this, the community. You can see it here. Look at how many people there are. We have people in the East Wing, which I keep on calling the West Wing. We have people in the balcony. We have peop- this church is full. So that is the great tribulation. But Jesus said, as the tomb, he, after the tomb, he said, roll away the tomb. And by the way, the King James, I still think, is the most fun translation because the, his sisters, Lazarus' sister said, in the King James it said, it stinketh, instead of it has an odor. So to let you know that he had been there for a while, to let you know that this person is most certainly dead. And Jesus said, he didn't enter into the tomb, he stood outside of the tomb and just said, Lazarus, Come out. And Lazarus did in all bandages. Came out of the tomb. This story has, this event has a parallel. Last Thursday night, the news came. Jose had been in an accident. And we had to rush over. You rushed over as quickly as you could. I know I, I left on my lazy shorts and ran right, didn't run, drove over there. And we had hope, there was hope that he would get better. That it would end, the night would end, that, you know, he'd be back to shape and ready to go not too long. They planned, prepared to try to get him ready to go to Sioux Falls. But I had already heard the news before that 
that it was very unlikely that he was going to make it that night. And I knew when we went back to Spirit Lake, when making that drive, which I don't know if any of you have you, realized it, but when you're making that run to the hospital, from here to Spirit Lake is one long drive. And we knew that he had died. I knew that he had. And I got there, what I knew was verified. Martha, Jose, you were still inconsolable. There's no words to explain what happened. The question was, why? Why him? Jose was a great kid. Not a kid, great young man. He graduated, so we'll say he wasn't a kid. He was a great young man. Polite, respectful. I always loved how willing he was. Well, he was how much he was willing to help people. Many of you, some of the members, remember about when I first got here. I had a friend named Soupy that was staying with me. I remembered how well Soupy was able to connect to Jose, and he was a friend to him. He had a great love for his siblings. Jesse, I know he would give a little bit of a hard time every now and then. And the reason is because, Jesse, you are a darn smart kid. I've had you in confirmation for two years, and sorry to the other ones that happened to be here, you were the smartest kid. <laughs> because whenever you would raise your hand, I'd usually know it was going to be a good answer. Susie, you are an extremely talented and intelligent individual as well. You're, you're speedy. And... I listened to, I remember last year you had that FFA interview and so easy to listen to because a lot of times you hear high school kids interviewing, they're really nervous and, you know, doesn't come off well. Susie, you came off very likable and you're a very gifted, very gifted young woman. Your brother knew that. And you look at three kids that are wonderful kids even a dog that was actually pretty not, not bad when I was there, even though he's jumping all over me. But if you have one kid that turns out great, that's the luck. When you have three, that means you have two incredible parents. So you have this wonderful person that has died. But the reality is that as wonderful as he was, there's still the fact that him, like every single one of us, carry the effects of sin. We are born in a sinful nature. And every, none of us are unwilling. We are not helpless victims. We are willing. None of us is perfect. It's so tempting on a funeral to talk, to get to dwell on how the, all the good things. Because the thing is, you begin to count it up, and you begin to get honest, you realize none of us can measure up. We try to say, ah, there we go, just good enough. And by the way, do you know what his confirmation verse was? Found out last night. For it is by grace you are saved through faith, and not by works. See, today, Jose, Lazarus, when he died, we don't know where he went, but we know he was freed from the sufferings of this world. 
Jose on Thursday night, I was thinking about this, I was, pl- I was hoping to pr- take out, I'm trying to take all of our college kids out for breakfast, at least some of them, especially our NCC kids, and I didn't realize that Jose apparently already had dinner plans, and neither did he, because his dinner, because the minute he passed from this world, he entered into the feast that never ends. We sing it in our liturgy, this This is a feast of victory for our God. He entered into that feast. That minute, he closed his eyes and opened it, and there was a great banquet that's far better than any breakfast place in Sheldon or any other town. He is in the presence of angels and archangels and all the company of heaven lauding and singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, the Lord of armies. Revelation 7 that we read, where it says there's this great, these great, these people coming out of the tribulation. He is one of them. Do you know why I wear this white robe? It's because this is a preview of coming attractions. One day, all who die in the faith will wear a robe of righteousness. That's why this funeral pall is laid on the casket, to remind you that his spirit is in the presence of Christ. There is no hungering. There is no thirst. There is no tears. There is only joy and celebration. He's looking down on every single one of you, saying, don't worry, I'm taken care of. He said, the presence of Jesus. Okay, I mean, it's, death is tragic. There's nothing good about it. We are supposed to cry. But as Christians, there is hope. A hope without end. And today, when we'll sow his body into the ground, that's the words that the scriptures use, sow. Susie, when you first got to the hospital, the very first thing you said was, Jose, wake up. Didn't work. But don't worry, the day is going to come where Jesus is going to say that. Was he, ever, was he hard to wake up whenever he was sleeping? Okay. Jesus is really good. Jesus will say, Jose, come out. Wake up. And guess what? He will. He will say that of your name, of all the names of everyone who confess Jesus as Lord. He will say, come out. And you will obey that voice. And the body, your body, all the frailties you have in your bodies, no matter what it may be, even the youngest of us have something that we wish was just a little bit better. If you don't believe me, just listen to many teenage girls. They always have something to complain about. So that will be as it was meant to be. You'll be a perfected, a glorified body. That is what you look forward to. That's why at the cemetery we'll say, Alleluia, Christ is risen. Do you know the response? He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Because Christ is risen, so shall Jose. He will rise. And until that day comes, this, the people around you, they're here to lift you up. There's no, 
It is okay to keep grieving. It's okay to cry. I know that the temptation is to tell people that you're supposed to get over it after a certain amount of time. But it is okay to grieve. And all of you are here to not just this day, but in the days to come, be there to lift up Jose, Martha, Susie, and Jesse. To lift up all this family whose heart is broken. That's what the people of God are here for. To lift one another up. To be a support, even if it means bringing over a meal. Whatever it may be, that's what you're here for. And try, I know this is hard to do, because the, reality, the, the sad part of it is, I think, again, for Susie and Jesse. Susie, your first week of your senior year is you lost your brother. Jesse, your first week of your high school life, you lost your brother. Try not to look at them just as that person. Still look at Susie as speedy. Still look at Jesse as the one who works on the ham radio and does some storm, has now qualified a storm spot, and hopefully we have a good one, and I can... I have a tag team partner, maybe. Don't, don't forget, but see them as they are. It will change you. But still, love them just as you did before. Treat them as you did before, without forgetting until the day that we all join in the resurrection that has no end. In Jesus' name, amen. The grace, peace, and mercy of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, keeping the one true faith to life everlasting. Amen. Please stand.